This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Start things out here tonight with a very interesting story out of uh, CNET News, CNET.com, reporting on Google Maps. Now, in case you uh, were not aware, Google, which, I mean, for those of you, I guess, who aren't in the online world. (laughs) Those of you who are living in a cave. Google is huge. It uh, started as a search engine, and now it is, oh, so much more. Uh, They have so many different things on their website. It's probably one of the most useful companies I've ever come across. I, I... I mean, there's not a Google product I think I've ever tried that I didn't like. Uh, they just they do it right, and they do it well. Yeah, I agree. And they do it cheap. Usually, most of their products are free. So, we love people Google. to use them, and uh, yeah. Google's largely an advertising company. Exactly. Um, although, they offer a lot of things that would make people want to come and use their products so they can advertise. So, you can see the advertising. It makes exactly. perfectly good sense. So, one of the things that they've done, and they've been working on for a long time, is their Google Maps. And it's gotten a lot better over time. It's very, very useful. You can go to maps.google.com. But one of the features of Google Maps, beyond that, you know, beyond being able to plan an itinerary and, you know, figure out how to get from point A to point B and all that sort of basic map stuff, they added the Google Street View, I believe sometime last year. They started with uh, a few big cities like New York and San Francisco and Miami, and I believe they've been expanding out since then. I don't know how many cities they've added, but essentially what it is, is it's, um, it's almost like a three-dimensional navigational it's not really three-dimensional, but you can navigate the streets and actually see real photos of the streets that you want to look at. So if you want to see what you know Times Square looks like in New York City, you can place your little guy on the Google map in the right place, and the street view will pop up, and you can turn left, and you can turn right, and you can look around, you can zoom in, you can zoom. I mean, it's really, it's a cool little feature. Yeah, the technology come has come quite a long ways, and and it's just pictures that are taken at random moments. So, um, if you're wanting to cruise around on there, you could find some pretty interesting ones. Yeah, you can find people doing strange things. Yeah, and, even car accidents and stuff right. while they're happening. All sorts of cool pictures. But it's just still photos, so it's not like they've got live cameras running down there. Right. What happens is but they run. But it can be a- useful if you're trying to find a certain location, especially in like a city um, where yeah. you know addresses can. You know, it's just difficult to know. I, here's a big building. Which Some places floor are they you on? just can't find the address. Yeah, right. So it's it can be nice. Um, I I don't know specifically what you'd use it for. Uh, you know, from a practical standpoint, I think it's just cool. I think you know. I think really a lot of what Google does is just showing off. I really think that's what it is, just to show, hey, we can do this. Nah, nah, nah. That kind of thing. Well, anyway, it's a really cool feature. Another thing is is that what's cool about what they do is that uh, they they pay their employees to have their own little projects, and then they you know use the projects for their own purposes later. So I I really like what they do. Yeah, it's it's an interesting company, and so I bring up Street View because there has been some controversy surrounding Street View. Uh, For instance, what they do is they've got this little van that's, I guess, decked out with some sort of camera setup. I don't know if it's a 360-degree camera or just four cameras pointing in, you know, different directions. But this van basically travels through different streets and just takes pictures periodically. And that's how they get all the pictures in for the Street View. Well, there have been some instances where the van has uh, gone on private property when it when it shouldn't have, for instance. 
And this is one of those instances. And it brings up a really interesting uh, real-life real example of private roads that I didn't know existed. So let's get into it. From CNET.com. A small town in Minnesota has told Google that its Street View feature can hit the road. North Oaks, a private community of 4,500 residents north of St. Paul, Minnesota, isn't too keen on outsiders traipsing through its privately owned streets, even if it is only on the Internet. According to the city's website, the roads are privately owned, and no tra- and a no trespassing sign greets potential visitors to the city. So city officials were really unhappy when images of their streets and homes appeared on the Google Maps Street View feature, which presents a view of dozens of United States cities from a driver's perspective. The North Oak City Council sent the Internet search giant a letter in January demanding that the images be removed or risk being cited for trespassing. Uh, Mayor Thomas Watson told the newspaper, it's not the hoity-toity folks trying to figure out how to keep the world away. They really didn't have any authorization to go on private property. The company removed the images shortly thereafter, according to Google, and they talked about how rare it was. And they uh, they certainly have gotten other complaints, uh, like people, you know, having their license plates or faces displayed. And you know how people are uncomfortable about those sorts of things. But this was particularly interesting because of the claim that this town of 4,500 people has private streets. So I went to the website, North Oaks, Minnesota, cityofnorth-oaks.com. Welcome to the official website for the city of North Oaks. Located in the Twin Cities, just northeast of St. Paul, Minnesota, North Oaks is a unique suburban community. With a rich history and emphasis on retaining the natural environment, North Oaks celebrated its 50th anniversary in 2006. Approximately 4,500 residents call North Oaks home because residents' properties extend halfway across the road. All residential roads in the city are private and for the use of North Oaks residents and their invited guests only. The city owns no property. That's the next line on the website. I'm not saying that. That's the city's own website. With the residents owning the roads, the North Oaks Homeowners Association owns the park and recreations areas and trails throughout the city. North Oaks Homeowners Association sounds like a private organization to me. I would say it is. Uh, so then, you know, they, again, it's a city website. So apparently there is some sort of government structure here. I don't know exactly how it all works. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm curious to learn a little bit more. But how interesting that uh, they have a situation in real life where people actually own the road out in front of their houses. And things aren't falling apart. Because yeah. we've always been told that if, if uh, the government didn't own the roads, they'd fall apart and there would be potholes everywhere and it we just couldn't survive. But it the government beautiful. owns the roads and there's potholes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so I see the evidence that the government uh, screws it up more. You know, I wish they would have let Google Street View go in there so we could actually look at the quality of the streets here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going from the pictures on the website. This looks like a very nice kind of upper crust uh, community. Yeah, but how I think interesting. Ty- typically when you see private roads or private sidewalks, I know that here here in Keene, there's a uh, city that doesn't like uh, a business that doesn't like the way that uh, the government does the sidewalks. They mm-hmm. do a crappy job on it, so they decided to hire their own company to do their sidewalks, and it's really? amazing. It looks it's beautiful. It took them a, a good few months to do, much longer than the city of Keene would have taken to do. But it, it's beautiful. Wow. And so the, I, uh, you, typically when you see businesses or individuals uh, doing the roads or the sidewalks on their own, they do a much better job than the government would. Sure well, enough. of course, uh, you know, if a business, it, it reflects on the business if they're uh, building a, a sidewalk and their sidewalk's crappy. But the city doesn't care. 
So I just thought I'd share that with you. I mean, uh, perhaps someone will uh, dig around or I'll take some time and, and try to do a little bit more research about this city of North Oaks. But, I mean, 4,500 people, it's that's a... I mean, it's not huge, but it's something. It's worth looking at. Well, it's worth e- examining and studying and the, seeing exactly how well it works for them. The relevance of this, uh, you know, why would you bring up a, a story like that, is that sort of in a libertarian world or a uh, you know free market world where, where you're talking about, people are always concerned with a couple of things uh, the you know, right off the bat. Roads. Well, what do you, if you don't have the government, what are we going to do without roads? What if someone locks you into your house with all the roads around you? Yeah, right. and All kinds of crazy it, scenarios all start kinds popping of, up. Yeah, right? Somebody owns the roads, and it's all the roads around you and um, those kind of things. And I, I, I can understand their concerns, but I think that in the real world that roads would work quite well because businesses want consumers to be able to get to them. Sure. And they're going to do what it takes in order to get that to happen. And so, most people want to be able to get to the businesses, so they'll have an incentive to take care of their own roads in order to get in and out from wherever it is a residential area that they live in. And if there's a couple of uh, old fuddy-duddies that don't want to take care of their roads, surely someone will be able to come along and buy it up from them or just charitably take care of it. And even if that's not possible, then so what? Yeah, we have potholes all over the place already. (laughs) The roads are awful right now. They're awful. And they're so expensive. The government people, they always spend so much money, and they get such a little return on investment. Don't forget the sweetheart contracts that go to all their friends uh, in the civil engineering firms. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. And I just came up with the idea just off the top of my head to uh, grant uh, essentially property rights to people to have half of the road out in front of their houses. And here it is in real life. It exists. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those hmm, Excuse me, on us uh, right there for free at freetalklive.com. And those features include live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, both free for you. Free Talk Live. Dot com. Hey, what if a socialist became the president of the United States of America? Of course, some might argue we already have one. Anyway, President Barack Obama? How about John McCain? The North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And some people uh, have joined the Free State Project to uh, attain as much freedom as possible within their lifetime. And as you pointed out, Mark, when we start talking about freedom, when we start talking about liberty and drastically slashing the government, if not eliminating it entirely and replacing it with voluntary alternatives, market-based voluntary alternatives, some people get kind of scared. They'll say things like, well, well, who will collect the trash if you don't have government around? Though that one doesn't come up very often. Though, uh, certainly some would be frightened if they heard that there was no government trash collection, because that's what they're used to. But the fact is, around here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we live, 
you have to contract yeah. to have people pick your trash up. I think that whenever the government starts doing something and that's what people are used to, they think it couldn't be done if the government didn't do it because yep. that's what they've grown up with their whole lives. So they couldn't imagine a world where the government wasn't taking care of that particular service or um, the roads like we were talking about uh, last segment. Um, there's If the, they're used to the government doing it, they couldn't possibly imagine a world without the government doing it. But in fact... Things would go a lot better most of the time. Um, you would probably argue all of the time if yeah. the government just completely got out of it. Well, and that's one of the things that, that we're here to do. And I don't just mean we here on Free Talk Live, but I mean just the liberty activists in general is to maybe get folks to start imagining what that world could be like. And it's awfully helpful when we have real life examples of how it already does work. And so how wonderful to uh, stumble across this story about uh, Google Street View in this particular town uh, in Minnesota called North Oaks, where they have total private roads. The entire 4,500 population town is privately owned. The city owns no property. I mean, that, that's a pretty mind-boggling thing. To right. say it, the fact is, I don't see how um, you know. Personally, I don't see why cities should own property at all. Period. Agreed. Not one bit. How could they own property? It's right. They don't exist. Right. I mean, how, how can this entity, this this uh, group of people um, called a city, own property? I, I, I guess you know. I mean, it, the same way another corporation does, but but they do business in in a fashion different than other you know, corporations do. They force people to pay money to uh, upkeep this property. Mm -hmm. Well, who the hell are they to do that? It's a great question. I think we're going to find out exactly who they are over time as more and more people decide that they've had about enough of being bossed around by these men and women calling themselves government. And people just start to say no and refuse to cooperate. I think we're going to find out exactly who these people are. Are they indeed people that are governing by consensual basis, as the constitutions claim? Or are they a gang of violent people that are ruling by the sword? I think we may find out eventually for sure up here in New Hampshire as time goes on. But how great. Now we can say, well, we've got examples of private trash pickup right here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. We know how well that works. Works fine. Yep, it works great. As a matter of fact, it works better than the government trash pickup. And now we've got a real-life example of total private roads in a functioning community, North Oaks, Minnesota. And hopefully we can learn a little bit more. I Googled it during the break to see if I could find out more information. Of course, all I ended up finding was several iterations of the same story we just talked about. So right. it, may, it may take some digging yet to uncover more information about exactly how it works. But, but the, essentially, the property owners own a portion of the road out in front of their houses. They own... If you're living across the street from me, Toby, you own half up to the middle of the street, and I own half up to the middle of the street, and it's our responsibility. Most likely, I'm guessing, since it is a private, planned residential community, you have agreed when you go into the community that you will be responsible, most likely, for some minimum level of upkeep of the roads. That's my, that's my presumption, or maybe they take fees or dues. I don't know how exactly that works, but one thing's for sure, it's very explicit I'm guessing when it comes to to North Oaks, when when it comes to joining this particular community, you don't just get to move in. You have to sign an agreement that states that you'll agree to certain things, and you'll uh, you'll know ahead of time what the, what the deal is. I exactly, mean, and that's what uh, you know. It's what really bothers me about this this whole democratic or um, representative uh, democracy that we we have going in this country is that well, when somebody wants to change it, 
all they have to do is vote people in. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I don't want it changed? What if I'm that 49% that doesn't want things changed? Too bad. Right. I just got to live with it. You know, sell my property and leave. Right. Get and out. You're you don't all, like it. Get out. You're also yep. agreeing to something that's actually going to be followed through. You're, you're signing an agreement that um, either you'll upkeep the road or you'll pay a due and it'll be upkept. And it'll actually be upkept. I yeah. mean, with the government right. roads, you when, totally when, don't get when, that. When the towns or, um, you know, cities or municipalities take the, take the money to do a project, there's no guarantee that thing's going to come in on budget. I know I had to buy new uh, struts for my car this year because uh, all the potholes just Jeez. ruined them. $1,000 uh, because... Uh, the roads just aren't up kept around here. Well, not only is there no guarantee, but it's pretty much a guarantee it will go over budget. I mean, you could you can pretty much bet on it every single time. Of course, the most obvious example is uh, Boston's Big Dig, which went on for a decade longer, I think, than it was originally intended to go on for at a multiple. I think it hit the billions. I'm not positive oh, on I'm that. I'm pretty sure it was over it was in the, the billions. billions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just an amazing amount of money on road work. So. That works for them and private trash, private roads. What else? What else are people scared of? Oh, police, mm. protection services. That's the, that's a tough one. It was tough for me to really even wrap, begin to wrap my mind around it as a pretty principled libertarian. So I can understand how difficult this is. We had a guy call in on, on Saturday night. We we're talking with him about it, and it was, I mean, I thought I was explaining it well, but man. His barriers were up. We were not getting through to that dude because uh, he kept confusing what I was talking about with privatization of uh, the police, which would be having the government essentially contract out their kind of like government Blackwater. monopoly police yeah, to some sort of private organization. And I was trying to explain to him, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. That's you know typical government uh, rewarding their friends, and it's still a monopoly system. I want a free marketplace in protection where each individual or business or company can, can choose for themselves what level of protection they want and the provider of that protection and get into a contract. But Mark, inevitably, uh, you know, I think that there's actually a lot of places that have this kind of thing. If you go into gated communities, you see private security and police aren't typically going through there and patrolling there. And they're pretty safe communities most of the time. It's true. I, I know that I was staying down with my fiance's parents over Christmas and it's uh, they live in a gated community. And you would see some security guards every now and then. But never once did I see a cop patrol through. Went outside of they the can't. Gate, they went outside of the gated community and they're everywhere. Cops Yet, can only come in if they're invited. Okay. Well, there was no crime going on there. I talked right. to people and they said it's a very safe place to be and no police patrolling through. It works. Toll free number 800-259-9231. Makes me wonder what North Oaks has chosen to do about their policing because they don't have government roads. So what are they doing for uh, for their protection? Mark, you've got an email about free market protection. We'll talk about that here in moments and take your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line and this is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us, including the live streams, the updates, the wiki, and more. We give it all away at freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits. 
They can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They do patents, wills, trademarks. You can use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. All right, so uh, so we continue discussing market-based voluntary alternatives to what we've always considered to be things government was supposed to take care of. Government was supposed to take care of the roads. Turns out in North Oaks, Minnesota, that's not the case at all. It's a, pop- a, a town with a population of 4,500, and every bit of the roadways in North Oaks is 100% privately owned. It's actually going through their... Uh, their little welcome to the new residents or introduction to North Oaks little brochure that they've got on their website here. And it says that the North Oaks Homeowners Association, created by restrictive covenants in each property owner's warranty deed, is responsible for road maintenance and recreational facilities. All of the roads are privately owned because they are built on easements from the adjoining property owners. Property lines extend to the middle of the street. So um, they go on to talk about, you know, later how the Homeowners Association, there are dues, and they, of course, get to vote on their dues. So it, it's not a kind of place I would want to live just because I don't like having other people deciding anything for me. Uh, but it's working for them, and that's great. You know, and, and likely in, in a world without uh, city governments, this would be the sort of thing that... There'd one, be more of this. Yeah, there, yeah. there would be more, to th- more of this. And, and, and honestly, I'd rather have smaller uh, city government than larger city government just because there'd be fewer problems. Sure, and it sounds like uh, that things are working very well for the folks in North Oak. So certainly there's still some governmental uh, existence there. They do still have governmental protection and governmental fire. Uh, but everybody who moved into North Oaks, except for the kids that were born there, obviously, consented to move into North Oaks. And the, you know, uh, one can say that these rules would likely be as onerous as uh, city rules, but I don't, I don't agree. Um, when city They're council- not as arbitrary. When, when city council people get together, they write all kinds of stuff that you never find out about. Until it's at too late. At the very least, you get a contract. And that, at, at that point, the contract has to be small enough that you can read it. Yeah. If they hand you 800 pages of rules, nobody's, people can be like, oh, my God. You move somewhere else. So let's get to the email, Mark, since we're talking about uh, private, or not, again, privatizing, not the right word. Marketize, I think, is a better word because the term privatize has some connotations to it that suggest that it's just government um, handing over governmental services to one monopolistic privateer. And that's not what we're talking about at all. We're talking about a marketplace where you could purchase various different services from various different providers. So, And the other thing with, uh, with a, a free market in uh, communities where you started out with freedom and then, you know, different communities had different rules, is you wouldn't have the same power that is brokered among city council people to give sweetheart deals for, you know, the water company or, uh, you know, to who's going to build the road here and that kind of thing. So the power wouldn't be there. If you don't have the power, you don't have the people that will parlay that power trying to get that power. And you just don't have the abuse of the government system. You have something more like what we imagine governments meant to do. Some smart people getting together and solving problems that we all have, that we all now share. You could still have the neighborhood Nazi situation where oh, you yeah. move in somewhere and the power freaks, they, you know, they'll try to uh, to ac- uh, acquire as much power for themselves as they can. And if all they can Whoa. do is the president of the neighborhood association, but, they totally will. But you're not you supposed choose. to have a flagpole. Yeah. You choose in advance which neighborhood you move into. So I would choose to move into a neighborhood full of libertarians or liberty lovers, well, and then I wouldn't be too concerned about you, any of that. You choose anyway what neighborhood you would move into, but you st- the, the situation with the power is 
different in a uh, private system where people where the where the community doesn't own property. It's the own, ownership of the property that really allows the uh, city to hand over the sweetheart deals, because the power in and of itself isn't that valuable. It's the power to you know, dole out the contracts. That's mm-hmm. it's the money. The money and the power go hand in hand, and then they grow a larger and larger system. Yeah. If you just have the power, then you just have power freaks going after it, and it doesn't grow much larger because everybody's like, "Who wants to give the power freaks any money?" Let's get to your email. All right. Um, hello, gents. You were talking to Brian on Saturday night about a free market protection service. I have the same fear as Brian, but for a slightly different reason. One of my fears is my belief that. Mankind is inherently corrupt. Mm. I believe that this is due to the survival instinct. I would go on to explain this in further detail, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. Not a very sunshiny view of the world. Well, I think that I think that people are corrupt. Um, I don't think that they're. Um, I don't know what that means. Bad. Though. Well, you know that they're willing to not be dishonest. Ah. And the fact is, you'll find out. Uh, like cheating on their taxes, would that be corrupt? Well, that would be corrupt. But um, you know, for but they're stealing from you. So why is that corrupt? Understood. My wife's the most honest person in the world, but um, when it comes she. when it comes to taxes, I can uh, you know show her how we can blur the lines. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that people will, you know, are there people? Lie in order to are there people they, who will lie? Mean. Sure. Are there people who will cut corners? Absolutely. Um, that's why we have a free marketplace where people can compete and say, "Hey, our car is safer than your car. Come and buy our car. We'll back it up with this, you know, guarantee." And that's why guarantees are out there. That's why warranties are out there. That's why we have all these wonderful things that the marketplace has provided because people are in search of a profit. So it's that profit motive that I think keeps keeps people honest. Right, and I think that I think that people are good. I don't think they're necessarily honest. And I think corrupt and bad are two different words. Um, you know, I don't think that people will hurt you not that many people will hurt you but they may try to get the upper hand in a business deal i just so yeah yeah and that's that's, how it works that's what we would have caveat emptor dispute resolution organizations for and currently we have the court system and consumer groups and the more power you get the more i think corruption you would see because uh as people gain more power they usually get more and more corrupted so i think as the the when you're taking away power you're taking away the ability for people to be corrupt right the the more power they have the more untouchable they become and so therefore the more brazen they'll become with their corruption and um also in order to get that power you have to make compromises and uh, you you know you you find an honorable man an honorable man likely has his own business his own house and does things his way Whereas a politician cannot do that. Uh, you know, you, you find even Ron Paul had to make a few compromises here and there in order mm-hmm. to get what he needed. Now, largely, he wasn't going to get anything in the House of Representatives, so right. there's no reason for him to make that many compromises. But as you get closer to the small, you know, you get farther away from the small government paradigm, you'll find politicians that have to make bigger and bigger compromises. All right, Democrats. We'll let you have your little welfare program, but we're going to spend some more money on uh, the military because it's important we stay protected. And And the state grows and the power acclimates itself. With that being said, my fear is that (laughs) if we were to live in a free society with market-based protection services, there's an incentive for some to be corrupt. If they do their job, well, there's too already well, an incentive for corruption absolutely in the government true. system. There's there's currently an incentive for, for okay. corruption. They do their job too well. The demand for security protection lessens. The reason why is because human nature is to forget the need for vigilance or safety as we move away from the event which it brought our attention. I think that that's absolutely true. Look at 9/11. Um, look, think about how you were 
a month after 9-11, think about how you are today. Okay, but before he goes on, I'll just throw something out on that one. I, I understand where he's coming from, suggesting that if the protection services are doing too great a job, then people will say, well, there's no crime around here. What the hell do we need you for? Okay, makes sense. Understand where, where that's coming from. But insurance companies, for the most part, are also in the business of doing nothing. For the most part. I mean, if an insurance company could get away with not doing anything all year long and never having to, never having to fill a claim because nobody got into an accident, that'd be great for them. Uh, but people understand, I think, inherently that there's always that chance that something could happen. So it makes sense to purchase these policies. And so, therefore, if you wanted to protect yourself, you could protect uh, yourself via some sort of insurance policy. Uh, and, th- therefore, the company that is offering those policies, if they don't have big overhead, the policies will be very, very affordable in that you could what, afford them for next to nothing. What does one need protection from today that the cops provide? Roving gangs of, 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 of killers? No, there's none of these running around. Certainly not in any towns I've ever lived in. Largely what the cops deal with when they deal with real legitimate threats to you is, uh, you know, uh, domestic abuse, uh, husbands and wives beating on each other, and, uh, you know, the, the odd burglar. I think that these things would still go on. We'll come back with more of this discussion and take your calls about whatever you want to talk about at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping there and buy anything. Uh, 41 plus categories of places to shop as well as uh, we've also they've got used items there. So load up your cart and feel good because you're getting a great deal. And Free Talk Live is getting a cut. Amazon.freetalklive.com. We continue the discussion about free market protection services. And when you bring up the idea of having the marketplace replace the government monopoly protection services, government police or law enforcement officers, people get scared because they believe that the government police are out there protecting them from something, something that the free marketplace just wouldn't be able to handle. Let's continue the, uh, the email, Mark. Where were we? Um, well, you know, uh, he was talking about reasons he uh, didn't think that things work. The, Corruption the reason, was one of the yes, points. Uh, the, the reason uh, why is because human nature is to forget the need for vigilance or safety as we move away from the event which brought, our, um, brought it to our attention. Some quick examples are hurricanes, robberies, tornadoes, murders, etc. For this reason, an area where a protection service is very effective and drives down the crime rate for a long period of time, the population may wish to pay less as there is not much need for them um, to fear and therefore that's what they'll get yeah, the market pl- provides it, what people desire and it co- corrects itself very quickly i mean the government is very very slow if we decide we need more police officers they'll give us more police officers but if we ever decide well maybe we need less well chances are that's Good not going to happen that. for one and it, even if it did it would be extremely slow the market corrects corrects itself every day with what consumers are asking for so uh, true they're called and, market signals and people believe that children need to be educated 
right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, children sure. are getting educated currently, and, you know, the, the, obviously in this country they're not getting educated as well as they are in some other countries. We've moved down the list um, as time goes by, but people keep dumping more into education in order that uh, st- students get educated better. You don't see people saying, oh, well, they can read and write now, so what the hell? I don't see any reason to pay for this. You may see people that don't have kids saying that, but why the hell shouldn't they say mm-hmm. that? They don't have kids. So I think that um, you're you're not giving. I mean, that's that's not giving people much credit. Now I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure when it comes to this uh, free market police exactly how it would work and how well it would work, but. I don't know that I agree with that point necessarily. Okay, so what happens is you've got this uh, community where there was some crime before the government, you know, when the government was around, there was some crime, and then the, this is his scenario, then the free market protection services take over, and they do such a great job at wiping out crime that, uh, you know, their costs start to drop. They're just not out there enforcing things. They're still getting the same amount of money in from the, the people for their subscriptions, but they begin to hear complaints. They, the, the customers are saying, hey, you know, there hasn't been a, a stabbing or a murder or even a, an arson in, in years and you're still charging us the same rates you were charging us uh, you know a, a few years ago and you know we're getting tired of this we know you're you're making all kinds of money over there and so either the business will say okay yeah fine yeah we can reduce our rates and pass on the savings has anyone ever heard of that term before passing on the savings if you're a business owner and all of a sudden your costs drop in half eventually if there's competition in the marketplace you'll have the incentive to reduce the, the end cost to the consumer. And the same thing can happen here. If the business doesn't on their own say, hey, we're lowering your rates because it's a safer community now and we've lowered our costs, so we're going to pass on the savings. If they don't, then Toby, you could come into town and start up your own protection service and say, hey, there's hardly any crime to speak of here. You can buy my insurance policy for half the cost of these other guys. We'll keep you just as safe. And, uh, you know, come on in and you'd have a market opportunity if that other business didn't lower their rates. So it's the, the element of competition that would eliminate what he's concerned right. with there. And that competition would also work with his scenario as well of saying, well, the people will, there's, the protection will drop and there's room for corruption because, uh, well, what's the need for the police if there's not some crime, right? So they need to have some crime. There's more areas for competition. That's when I would start up my group and and compete for it to make it safer. So now, I think in, in the market there's a much better chance that competition would win and out. And there's also the, the incentive to create crime exists now with the government system. Because it's the same sort of deal. The government, you know, they, they kind of look good when they're out solving crimes and they want people to feel like their services are needed. So you could make that same argument for the government people. It's just that there's no solution with an, you know, with an alternative agency to go a, to. A nice example of that is the uh, firefighters that set fires in order that they can have fires to fight mm. and be heroes. Um, it, has been, it has been known to happen. It has yes. been known to happen. And he's going he's gonna to posit this um, same scenario. But I think that you more likely would have... A problem from um, an opposing uh, company causing crime. It's free, Ian. For instance, you've uh, you know got a security company in a neighborhood, and you've been doing a fine little job. And I mm-hmm. think, no, I'd like to have some of those customers in that neighborhood. I'm going to send my band of rogues there to, <laughs> to, to cause mayhem and and perhaps yeah. to loot, pillage, and if the opportunity arises, they'll rape. And except if they get caught and discovered who they're working for, then your company's done for. Right. Well, they, they likely they would. I mean, uh, yeah. under the current system, 
Because I'm going to I'm going to investigate. I'm going to hire. If I don't have enough people on staff, I'm going to bring in PIs and I'm going to investigate. See what the hell's going on. Why is there this uh, rise in crime all of a sudden? What new crime lord has moved into town? I'll figure and Mark, it out. You're never going to work again. Never going to work. I'm likely going to go to jail or uh, you know have some some level of punishment because because I, I want to keep my costs low. I want to keep the crime down so I can continue passing on savings to my customers and keep them happy. And likely you know they they you know maybe who knows what exactly what will happen. But that does sound like a more uh, likely scenario. Anyway, now this great security protection service provider or some of its employees may create a parallel covert force whose job it is to create incidents that will remind people of the reason they need the security and simply incriminate a poor, innocent person with limited funds to uh, properly defend themselves. It's really paranoid. Really paranoid. I suppose it could happen. It could. But as I said, there would be a market response by the competition, by people like me that would want to know what the hell's going on. Now, now, how would that market response work if if they frame some poor person? How, how is that person going to be um, better off? Wait, wait, what? What now? Sorry. Okay. Um, he's positing that they'll they'll commit crimes and then frame somebody frame who is uh, poor, essentially. Um, you know, what do you? I I don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you it's currently going on. I can tell you that you don't have there's much graft. Dip- there's corruption, sure. And you have uh, people going to jail for crimes they didn't commit. Yeah. I'm afraid that's that that's the case. Um, you know that that cops are more interested in closing a case, looking good by closing a case, than they are in getting the actual right person. Well, let's bring in the private justice then. Let's bring in marketplace uh, justice and talk about how that might factor in, because uh, the, the police are not going to own the courts. It's not going to be that same way. The arbitrators, the private arbitrators, will be third parties, true uh, third-party arbitrators. And they're going to, you know, if this guy, this poor guy is saying, hey, you know, I didn't, if he's going along with the scam, then... Well, that's going to be kind of tough to crack, but it could still be investigated. You could still follow the guy around, tail him, see who he's talking to, record his conversations, things like that. But, you know, presumably he might not want to be coerced. Presumably this poor guy might want to, you know, not be under the threat of coercion from whatever agency is doing this to him. So he could go and roll over to one of the com- competing agencies and say, hey, this is, you know, Joe Bilbob and, uh, and his gang. They're, you know, they're forcing me to do this. They're threatening my family or whatever. And that would result in some real bad publicity for your company if that's what you were doing. Remember, you have to understand that in the marketplace, the consumer is the ultimate judge of whether or not you're uh, upstanding or not. And if, it's, if your reputation is called into question and people start saying things about you, then that's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt your pocketbook. And if people start dropping off the map as far as your customer base is concerned, you can't really fund much of anything else at that point. So how much money are you willing to spend on this crime creation spree? Because it's just going to lead to your undoing. In good time. Whereas with the government situation, if the sheriff is a drug dealer in town and, you know, everything's corrupt, you have no recourse. They own the courts. They own the sheriff's department. They own the streets you live on. You've got nothing. So at least in the free marketplace situation, there are a wide variety of options you could take. And I'm sure many of them we haven't really even thought of here as to how the marketplace could respond to some sort of corruptive factor like that. Is that it? Um, it's, it's, it's pretty much it. I mean, uh, now you guys may disagree and say that uh, they would not do so because they are honorable. I don't think we've ever talked about uh, people being honorable, that people are naturally honorable. I think honor is something that... Uh, They'll charge as high a rate as they can get away with. In the marketplace, though, if there's another player, then that means they can't get away with very much. Right. Well, I, I think that competition makes it so that uh, you know companies are... They, they compete more honorably because the competition holds their feet to the fire right. and will expose them. And, you know, that that's also a role of media. 
Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because uh, media would be reporting on things differently than they do today. Today we see a media that, for the most part, just sort of wallows in government. Uh, what government is doing? You know, if you go to Drudge Report, the top story is always something about Obama or McCain, as though that has any relevance whatsoever to the average American's life. And so they they just fawn over the politicians and the political process. Well, none of that would exist. So they'd have to talk about other things. And what does that mean? Well, community things going on as well as. Uh, business stuff. He says our, our view is too ideological, and he's going to tell us why. Oh, he's got more. All right, we'll get to that here in moments. Hour 2 is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And you can also join Toby over at freemindstv.com. Toby is one of the uh, the two anchors of Free Minds TV, and as I understand it, you guys are making a comeback. Is it this week? Yes, it is. The 27th, uh, there will be brand new shows, and we also just released the Porkfest special that we did up at Porkfest. So if people were oh, yes. listening to you guys and got a, a sound for some people and what it's like up there if they want some of the visual effects and a little bit of the scenery, uh, go to freemindstv.com. The Porkfest special has just been posted. I know. I noticed it was posted earlier today. didn't have time to watch it. How long is this one? Last year was like a couple hours. Yeah, this one's an hour. Okay, cool. So, and it gets more more of a feel last time we were stuck static in one place yeah uh, i think it'll be better i mean I'm, I'm looking forward to it because i think it'll be great because you'll have different vistas you can see different things and you'll you'll have it'll be just i think a little bit more pleasing to the eye yeah. as opposed to just the hope so. <laughs> guy sitting at the table for two hours but not to say last year's was bad i just uh, expect it'll be better this last time. year sucked <laughs> so freemindstv.com well they put so much effort into it last year mark they brought out all of their equipment the yeah. control boards and everything and, you know, you had to set up a tent, and you had to set all the, all the equipment and get power run out there. And this time you were just there with a couple of handheld cameras yeah. and uh, shooting the interviews that you needed to shoot. Must have, must have been much easier on you this time around. Oh, definitely. So. And plus, I got to get out there and meet more of the people. Last time, it's just because we're doing it live. Uh, people whoever, come over. Yeah, whoever yeah. shows up, shows up. And this time, we got to go out and pick out some people and talk to Very them. Very cool. So. so you can see that over at freemindstv.com. Come and of course, uh, Toby, you also do uh, Free Minds Radio, which you can download there as well. Our number here, 800-259-9231. Let's continue the discussion about uh, free market police in a moment, but first, go to your calls 
Dave is waiting patiently in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to give you an update about the uh, open carry incident that happened back on June 8th in Manchester. That's with, uh, it was actually some of our listeners, as a matter of fact, that were harassed by the police. Uh, they were detained for several minutes as the police uh, tried to, I guess, track their guns or punch up some numbers or do whatever it is they do. You know, they were trying to intimidate them, basically. And uh, you've been kind of on that case over at the Ridley Report, at RidleyReport.com. You've been uh, paying attention to it. So what's going on? Well, I've been trying to interview the mayor about it, and uh, it's been sort of a, a sort of like uh, I don't know if you remember the Michael Moore movie called Roger and Me, yes. where he's trying to interview this guy, and the whole story is just about him trying to interview this guy, and that's kind of how I feel. I've just been trying and trying to interview him. Uh, what does he think about this open carry incident? How is it handled? Well, Would the guy well? seems the guy seems like a slime bag. Uh, mayor Ginta is what his name is over in Manchester, and. Uh, you had, you had, I guess, gotten an interview with him before this incident happened, and I, I certainly didn't enjoy his political way of answering questions. And in this case, you managed to corner him, I guess, as he was approaching one of his uh, government buildings, and you asked him how he, uh, if he'd heard about it or how he felt about the uh, the gun stop. And he blew it off. He said he, uh, he'd have to research it and get back to you. And that was several days ago, so I presume he has not gotten back to you? Yeah, the news today was that I, I ran into him yesterday, did the same thing, asked him the same question. Okay, you've had a chance to take a look. What do you think? Uh, and he said he didn't want to talk about it. Oh, basically. really? And he, unless, unless I could uh, talk about it in his office with an appointment. <laughs> so, so did you make an appointment? I, uh, so I uh, tried to get an appointment. I went up to try and get an appointment today. I got that on camera, by the way. That'll be on RidleyReport.com uh, Excellent. Pretty soon. But I, I got tried to get a, uh, a you know get an appointment today, and they wouldn't let me do that either. Uh, what was their excuse? <laughs> what a surprise! They, they said they, they set up an appointment with me, and then they called me back and said, no, "Wait, wait, wait! Actually, we can't do it." <laughs> I wonder why they called you back. Uh, do you think the mayor got shown his appointment and said, "Oh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to." Initially, they called me back and and said, "Well, he uh, uh, he." Uh, uh, he's not going to. He, he, actually, there is something on his schedule that he can't do at that time. Mm. Um, and then, you know, like, well, okay, how about you know a different day, a different time? Oh no, actually, he's going to be gone. Uh, you know, he can't go uh, mid July. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Why not just so, jump up? Why? Uh, I mean, he can't really control the police anyway. He's just the mayor. Why not jump to the sheriff or or the chief of police? Oh sure, I could do that. I just don't go very far out of my way. There's so much stuff that happens right in front of me sure. that I just can't. I can barely even cover all that. So I start go chasing around people to try and do interviews and stuff like that. You're spending a lot of time. I'll just never get my my regular reports done. I see. That was just a suggestion. I'll end up, I mean, I can, I can do three you know normal reports at the time it would take me to to, to go through that rigmarole of of uh, playing the the, the catch up game. Right. The mayor just he walks past me all the time. You know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm hanging out doing petitioning right in front of his office. So that's why I've had some you know. So many uh, chances to talk to him. I see. So, did you end up getting a like an appointment scheduled for after he's back from his little trip, wherever it is he's no, going? No, I'm not even going to worry about. It. I'm just going to run. I'm just going to run the video that I have of him saying, "Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't talk to you. Make an appointment." Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, I mean, to me that's just as interesting as his opinion on open carry. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, it's, it's always more interesting to see politicians be, uh, you know, slime away from a, from a camera than the, than actually answer the questions. Because when you'd asked him the questions earlier with your sit-down interview, he was just uh, just double speaking all over the place, and it was just it was just oh, 
It's just so despicable. I mean, I don't know much about this guy. Uh, I do know that he used some free staters, I guess. He tried to get them to think that he was all liberty-friendly when he was running for re-election. And so the uh, the free staters, they get all excited. Some of them got really excited about supporting someone that they presumed was kind of on their side. But, you know, now it turns out that he's uh, shying away from even answering a simple question about open carry, which is totally, uh, totally lawful here in New Hampshire. And uh, he's dodging you on that. And he also took a very unfriendly position on the the medical or the uh, the marijuana decriminalization issue, so this guy is just another slime bag, as far as I'm concerned. Sounds like a pretty well, he typical is politician. Actually, yep. than the other candidates that ran for mayor last year, yep. uh, at least he's you know he's engaged and he uh, well he was engaged. For Which a just while. goes to show how <laughs> crappy our. Cho- <laughs> it just goes to show how crappy our choices are when it comes to politics. I mean, yeah. you know, sure. you've got this guy who won't support the Constitution of New Hampshire <laughs> and won't back up uh, the citizens that elected him their right to carry, to bear arms. It's you know, sick. How difficult would it be to say, like, well, I don't know all the facts, but I do know that open carry is legal. I'll look into it. That kind of thing. That means that you could at least say that. He wouldn't even say that. Nope. Just awful. Well, you know, this you did mention, Dave, that you're pretty loaded down with a with work, and uh, you certainly there are people that want you to be in five different places at once, which is why you were actually uh, guest teaching classes, more Ridleyo classes, out at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, as I understood it. So, uh, duplicating yourself, teaching others how to do what you do, and perhaps we will see more people popping up over there in uh, you know Manchester and all around the state, uh, going and really holding these uh, these dopes feet to the fire. Yeah, there was an instance of that the other day where I wasn't able to go to this fully informed jury uh, demonstration in Concord, uh, and one of my uh, one of my Ridleyographers went and you know he covered it and he did a Ridleyo about it. No problem, all all taken care of. I didn't even have to go. Very cool. Anything else you wanted to share tonight, Dave? Uh, nope. Just uh, for those who don't know what fully informed juries are, that means that uh, you know you as a juror have the right to overrule. The judge, he may instruct you to find someone guilty. You can just ignore him. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. I, it had slipped by me, and I should have remembered there are always new people tuning in that need to hear that. And you can go to FIJA.org, F-I-J-A, stands for Fully Informed Jury Association, FIJA.org, to learn more about that. Dave, thanks for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate That's where all... your one vote really does count. No doubt about it. Thank you for your uh, for your call, and I uh, appreciate all the hard work you do out there in the name of liberty and freedom. You can go to Dave's website, RidleyReport.com. He won an award. Did you hear about that? Really? No. Yeah, he won uh, like the best of New Hampshire. Like I think it was best underground journalist or something like that. He's been doing a lot of those. I mean, I, I'm amazed at how he's able to produce so many of them and uh, do the job that he does at it. And I really well, it's because of his quick uh, recording style. He yep. doesn't he doesn't actually have to no piece editing video and, together. Yeah, it's really cool, and I I think it's gonna be awesome if more people start to pick up. Um, it, it just goes to show I'm really enthused about the Free State Project coming right off of Porkfest here. Yep, it's actually. Things are starting to pick up a little bit as more people move in, more people are uh, seeing it, and it's it's a lot of fun. And, and you can see the evidence in his videos and others that these cameras make these bureaucrats really oh, they uncomfortable. Make them, they make them squirm. They really <laughs> don't like it, and that's why I say we need more. Yeah. We need more Dave Ridley's. We need more Free Talk Lives. We need more Free Minds TVs. We need more, more, more. So it's good to know that people like Sam from the Obscured Truth Network are on their way here this year, and we'll see a bigger pro-liberty media presence by the end of the year. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the updates. Get signed up, and we keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates. .freetalklive.com and travel less. Meet online. Try WebEx for free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx. W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. 800-259-9231. Go into your calls. Talk to Dave in Athens listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Dave in Athens going once. Hi, guys. Hello, Dave. What's on your mind today? You hear me? I got into a discussion today with two young gentlemen. Okay. They said the government was good, mm. the police were good. Okay. And Typical I'm like views. Going, I'm like going, well, what do I say? And I said that the way you say it, the government is good, but the way I say it, the government is bad. And you... You might want to ask the question of, well, what would it take to convince you that the government is bad? Yeah, I said the government couldn't come out through you next because they can. And there are some people need to stop it. What well, I find it usually works is to try to find places where you agree on things. Because typically yeah. there's going to be a lot of overlap on w- with things that they think that uh, the government does bad that you also think it does bad. And use that, the agreement, to base off your all your other arguments. Because if you're just going to be arguing with them, they're going to be arguing with you and no one's mind is going to be changed. So what, I said, what I said was when you get as old as me, you find out. The things you were taught. That didn't work. <laughs> Just so you know, young people, it didn't work for you when uh, older people said it when you were younger. Listen they, here, Shunny. It just yeah. doesn't work. You know what? A good question, though, to ask if somebody's telling you they love the government and they think government is good, is to simply ask them, well, what would it take to prove otherwise? Could you? Could it be proven otherwise to you? And if so, what would it take? And if they say no... I can't think of any, you know, parameters or criteria that would uh, would you know prove otherwise or would uh, would uh, you know encourage me to change my mind. Then you're done with that conversation. And thank they them also for said their time. We were in bondage, and I said, "Do you pay taxes?" And they kept quiet for a minute, and they go, "Yes." And I go, "Well, you're in bondage." Yeah, sounds like you and nailed them. Where were they? what were they? Were they friends of yours or uh, Mormons or what? Mormon. <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking when he said two young men. I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> interesting conversation to have with uh, with the Mormons. And I guess you, it doesn't hurt, right? To plant those seeds, get those ideas out there, get people thinking. And Dave, thanks for the call tonight. Right. Appreciate hearing from you. It's not going to happen overnight. Somebody that comes across the pro-liberty message, they're going to be shocked. They're going to be stunned that people would think such things about their government. And then after they hear it more often and they hear it from different places, it'll start to click and they'll start thinking about it. And who knows? Maybe they'll come on board. You know, what I think it's funny about that is that he's like, I, when you get to be my age, you'll understand it. I was just actually having a conversation a couple of weeks weeks ago with an older gentleman who was like, when you get to be my age, you'll understand why we need, why the, need the government. <laughs> it didn't work on me, so chances are. Yeah, I, I like don't see. It, but it's not a. It's not a good argument. It just doesn't. The door doesn't really swing both ways on this liberty <laughs> thing. It really just doesn't. I mean, Jack Thompson is the only guy. 
I think, who has ever claimed to have been a former libertarian, to formally have been a liberty-loving person. Which, by the way, since so many people use the term libertarian, I don't even know if Jack was really a real libertarian or if he was a libertarian like Glenn Beck is a libertarian. Uh, but it seems well, like Glenn once... Beck is progressing on the yeah, path that's what of you liberty. Tell me. Um, whereas uh, Jack Thompson is, you know, essentially claiming not, you know, to be moving backwards. And right. you know, no, not so much. Yeah, I've never met anybody that's ever gone back down the road of uh, liberty toward tyranny. It just just doesn't seem to work that way. 800-259-9231. So any seeds you can plant, they will sprout into something good down the line, hopefully. Uh, and it's certainly you, you can't lose. Let's continue. Paula is on the line in Florida. Hello, Paula. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Going once, going twice. Paula in Florida. I hear something. Yeah, hi. There you are, Paula. What's on your mind today? <laughs> I just want to let you all know something good happened today. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Oh, for one, uh, they're going to find another source to pay the Filipinos so that they don't take money away from the veterans, their pensions, you know? The, and the, huh? also, Wait, uh, the Filipinos? What are the Filipinos getting money for? Well, it's, they, they, they want to pay them for what they did during World War II. Uh, oh my! Um, aren't they most makes, of them dead? Yeah, the people that that got bothered in World War II likely aren't alive, and um, I certainly, you know, it's my tax dollars they're using. I didn't have anything to do with World War II. That seems so crazy to me when they do this. Yeah. Sixty years later, they try to make up for something bad that happened. That's nuts. All right, hey Paula, well, since we've got you on the line, is- I know you had more, but I've got an email that is in relation to you that I wanted to get out there. Apparently, yesterday when you called in about the MRSA situation. Uh, th- we were both apparently wrong on that. Uh, I didn't read far enough. I didn't get enough good information. So Todd, who happens to be a physician and who practices emergency medicine, wrote into the program, and he has a few words I wanted to share with you. He says, I see a lot of MRSA infections. And you're right. They are primarily skin infections. In fact, most people who think they have a spider bite are actually infected with MRSA. In general, draining the pus from the wound with an incision can be completely curative, although sometimes antibiotics are needed for the surrounding skin. The treatment for this bug depends on your area of the country. For my area, we can easily treat it with, a, with sulfa antibiotics, which have been around for over 50 years and are very inexpensive. In rare instances, MRSA can cause pneumonia. This type of infection can be acutely life-threatening and requires much more high-powered am- antibiotics given in an intravenous route with the patient usually on artificial respiration. Since Paula spoke, about intestinal MRSA, I can address that as well. Staph can cause vomiting and diarrhea from improperly cooked foods, but since it is the toxin from the staph that makes us ill, antibiotics generally don't help. Since staph can cause food poisoning, common sense tells us that methicillin-resistant staph could do the same thing. There's no reason to think that the MRSA toxin would be any different or more severe. In fact, I found a couple of articles which addressed MRSA food poisoning, one from 1996 and one from 2000. He says, so I guess it's not a brand new superbug that's going to kill us all. Woo, we can breathe a sigh, a sigh of relief. So he's yeah, saying it, that there's there's no real serious danger here, Paula, and it's not uh, exactly what you thought it was. Died from it. Well, it, it can be fatal. That much is true. Yeah. MRSA yeah. can be fatal, but people are dying from a lot of things around the world. Yeah. So it's well, not anyway, the epidemic is, that you made it out to be. Well, no, this has gone all the way to Virginia now so far. And I know. That's what East you Coast say. But this guy's a doctor, and I'm yeah. sure he's paying a little more attention than well, you anyway, are. Anyway, uh, a lot of people got right. very, very dehydrated, and they died. And uh, the thing is, is that your well, DNA, drink some water. Everybody, everybody's DNA is a little different, and it, not everybody gets it. They said some people are more susceptible to it than mm-hmm. others, and so I didn't get it, but he did. And like they go to the family, said the woman would have it, and nobody else would have it. Hmm. 
And Interesting, very Paula. Strange, but anyway, it is spread all over the East Coast. So what else did you have for us tonight? Oh, yeah. Also, um, they said that the oil people, they can be prosecuted and jailed for 10 years for their uh, what they're doing with the price on the fuel. And so oh, I had already brought charge against Jay Rockefeller with my son. And so I called Washington this morning, and so they're getting the papers. So are you in support office. of this? Are you in support of jailing the oil people, Paula? Uh, I think they need to be taught a lesson. Why? What have they done? Because they're doing this for their own pocket. Well, isn't Aren't that we why all? people run businesses, so they can make money? No, it's what I'm saying. Is they're overpricing it. It doesn't cost them anything. So stop buying oil. it, Paula. Okay. No one's forcing you to buy their products. No, but the thing is, the oil is free. It yeah, no, it's not. Anything. Nothing no, it's in not life is free. free. Thanks, yeah. Paula, for the Rocks call. Rocks are free, but try to get a truckload of them to your house uh. for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. We can address the oil concerns here in a moment. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. The features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them right there from the front page of the website. Totally free for you at freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue here, we'll get back to the calls in a moment. Just a few thoughts on what Paula had to say there about the oil. Sorry, Paula. The, uh, the oil people are in the business to make a profit, and that's okay. You know, if you wanted to go out and start your own oil company that was not for profit, I, I suppose you could do that. Of course, you probably can't do it here in America because there are uh, governmental regulations that restrict the oil people from actually drilling around here. Yeah, and that's where she gets confused, I think, is she doesn't understand who – she understands that there's a problem, but she doesn't understand that it's actually the government is uh, the problem here. Well, yeah, if anything, she should be upset that the government is making far more off of any gallon of uh, gasoline sold than the oil companies are. The government's raking it in in comparison. I wouldn't think that a uh, not-for-profit deli- trying to deliver uh, gasoline to people is going to do a very good job. Probably wouldn't. They're going to fail in the marketplace. Yeah. And it's going to be make pretty inefficient, and you're going to lose your money one way <laughs> or the other. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, she could, though, I mean, in theory, in the marketplace. And, uh, you know, it's okay that people make money. Coke and Pepsi make more money, more profit uh, on their products than the oil companies do. Should we shut them down? Should their executives go into the pokey because they make too much money, according to some people? It just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It's just madness. Look, if you don't if you don't like how much money a company is making, if that for some reason bothers you that these people are being rewarded with profits for for providing products and services in the marketplace, if that bothers you, then stop spending money there. Yeah, for the most part, uh, part people who are making money, uh, businesses who are making profits, are doing so because they made people happy. That's how you make money: is you do well at your business, you sell something, a good or a service, you make people happy, 
and they give you money. You now, shouldn't let's be, be fair, arrested though. for that. Let's be fair, though, to the against and to and for the oil companies. They are being regulated on both sides. They have regulations, government regulations, that protect their industry, and they also have regula- government regulations that harm their industry. Right. Uh, we mentioned, they get it coming and going. Right. So we mentioned, uh, for instance, that you can't build a refinery here in America. You can't drill for oil here in America. Uh, even the refineries they, they have, they can only upgrade. They cannot you know, tear it down and build a new one. I mean, it's just crazy the rules that these people follow in order to do business and in refineries are um this week barack obama said that the uh that 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 drilling for oil in america is is a sham it doesn't make any sense um well to some extent he's right if we increase our oil production here um in america but we don't increase our refining production you're not going to see the level of uh, decrease in um gasoline that makes sense well we have to increase our refining capacity too, and they have to. Allow, they have to. Couldn't know, they drill and refine in the same place if they were allowed to do so? I, you know, I don't know what the rules are. I just know that there's a lot of government rules, and essentially, yeah. a refinery hasn't been built since the 70s. So they're regulated on that side. It prevents them from being able to expand their business in the ways they might like to. And they're also regulated on the other side where the government or they're they're subsidized, essentially, where the government will go over and fight a war, spend billions of uh, hundreds of billions, if not trillions of taxpayer dollars on fighting a war for for oil in the Middle East. So these companies can have easier access to various different uh, plots of land. Don't forget the money they get for exploration. They get a huge millions and millions of hundreds of millions of dollars for exploration for oil. Well, there's no reason that we should that we the taxpayers should be paying the oil companies to explore for oil. That bit doesn't make any sense at all. So there's a good chance that absent all of those regulations, there's a chance. I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever really crunched the numbers to if it's even possible to figure out what oil should cost in America, but there's a good chance the cost would go up. There's a good chance it would cost gasoline would cost more than it currently does today because of the trillions of dollars in subsidies they're getting. And if that were the case, then, first of all, their margins are pretty low right now, as I understand it. It's just that they sell so much volume. They make a lot of – it seems like they make a lot of money. Uh, their margins would, would still be low, and there would be alternative energy sources if the oil was expensive enough. Right. Ch- chipping in at their heels, nipping at their heels, trying to get as much of that uh, energy market as they possibly could. And competition in the marketplace keeps profits low. I mean, gr- grocery stores make – Profits in the one, per, you know, the uh, the the tenth, ten percentile, single, per, single digit, yeah, single percentiles. digits, like three percent or something like that, or six percent. So <clears throat> I really wonder about that. I've heard some of that, but it, I just don't, I don't know how they they manage to make that happen. I mean, sure, on some products that's true, but on other products, you know, there's a lot of stores out there that sell, you know, bulk food and 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 food that. Just mm-hmm. like they sell at the the grocery stores, but they sell it significantly cheaper, and I just w- uh, more uh, more cheaply, and I just wonder well, how it is that they do that. I think they all have their own little tricks. Like one place might have a card. Uh, you go and shop with a card, so you think you're saving money on a lot of things. So you'll they'll be making very very low numbers, if anything, on the items with the cards or their special gimmicks that they have on sale. But then other items might be more expensive Absolutely. where they actually make their money off. So That's, if you're a smart shopper, yes, you can get everything at. One or pretty two, decent, like yeah. very, very low percentage points. Um, but then again, if you're just buying stuff and putting it in your cart, 
that's where they're going to make your it's, money. It's what I understand that and it's the average. You know, it's, it averages out. Certainly, there are some imported items they're making a decent amount of money on. There are other things that they, they just have a nice margin on. I mean, that's just how it is. Some of them are lost leaders, as you pointed out, Toby, to get you through that door so you don't think about it when you're loading up your shopping cart with the other things. And that's where they do It's okay that they're making money. Yeah. It's, 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 not, okay. it's not a bad thing. If, if, the, if the grocery store isn't make, is making too much money for you, go to a different grocery store. Yeah. I'm yeah. all for them making money because that means they're going to stay there and I can go get my groceries. Right. I, I want to go good. hunt in the wild and catch right. a deer. Yes, thank <laughs> you. And, and, and the other thing is different grocery stores offer different things. Uh, in Sarasota and I believe uh, actually here in Keene, some of them have little coffee shops in them. They do. Um, you know, places where you, you could eat and have a beverage and you know, a sandwich or, or, or hot food. They offer all kinds of things. Yep. There's others that won't even give you a grocery bag. Mm. So you can have whatever shopping experience you want to have and you can believe that if the, the, the aisleways are paved and marble, <laughs> that it costs more. I mean, you know, they have a larger profit yep. margin because, or a larger margin because they have to pay for the marble and the floor, dummy. Uh, you know, grocery stores aren't ripping you off. No, they're just They've doing business. Compete. Yeah, that's it. That, that's the important you, factor. You know they're not ripping you off too much because they're competing. Right. Yeah. There's only so much you can get away with. If and you, you want to open one, you can do that tomorrow right. pretty If you want to shop at three grocery stores <laughs> and compare prices and do all that stuff, you can do that. And as a matter of fact, there's a there's an item that will help you do that on Sundays and several other days. You'll get the mm-hmm. circular out of the newspaper you and can you do it can from check. your kitchen. You can you sit can there and look at it. You go to different grocery stores. I'm going to buy the chicken here, but I'm going to buy the pork there, and I'm going to buy the beef here. People do that. You know? They do. It's way too much time for me. I won't right. do it. For the for the pennies that you save, yeah. I'd rather have that time personally. Yep. But you can do that. So it's that, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's that competitive factor that keeps people in line as far as what they can get away with in their business. You can't have outrageously bad customer service and expect your customers to continue coming through the door. Similarly, you can't have outrageously high prices and continue to expect your customers to come through the door as long as there's the freedom to compete. When that changes is when government grants a monopoly and government says, ah, oh, now you will be the only grocery store in town. Right. And you're a fine grocery store. You should provide food to everyone. Then all and of a sudden, everything goes, goes in the crapper. Uh, you know, now, obviously, when, when the government gives, uh, you know, gives somebody a monopoly like that, then the government controls the price. As though the government knows what the right price for this stuff is. They don't. And then as time goes by, the uh, company lobbies for uh, increases. They say, oh, look, we, you know, uh, prices have gotta gone up. We've got to raise our rates. So they lobby the government. Sometimes they're successful. Sometimes they're not. But it's just a dumb way to do things. Yeah. It limits people's choices. It limits customer service severely. It's, it's just a bad idea. Yeah. I think just going back to this to wrap it up, if Paul is looking for someone to blame, she should be looking towards the government. Getting absolutely. them out of it. Absolutely. Get, taking away the regulations on both sides they're, of the aisle. They're screwing up the marketplace, and that's why there are some weird things going on in the oil business. It all has to do with government interference. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI. Toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. 
And uh, if you like the show, become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations and introducing new Internet listeners to the program, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible. So get on board and get perks like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Stephen is on the line in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Stephen, Colorado, going once. Stephen's gone. Let's try Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey the up? prices of gas is because somebody's got to pay for the war. Well, so they raised the taxes on it, and then you know the the oil guys got to keep the the gas limited because they're finding out there's a lot more oil than they think there is. In the earth well, Dale bef- or Dave, rather, before you go on, before you resource. go on, let me let me interrupt with a little bit of information here. Uh, you know, the fact is the. Uh, the oil companies they they just have so many they have so many restrictions on them uh and what you're saying is is not necessarily it's not necessarily accurate well the um i, I think that well, their taxes certainly go be connected some way over there because we know we ain't over there just because uh we think that they uh flew into the buildings because there was 16 Saudi Arabians that flew into them buildings. We don't do nothing to Saudi Arabia. Matter of fact, we go over there and kiss that king's butt to ask him to make a little more oil for us. Well, there's no doubt that, that, that they are connected. They're all in cahoots, man. The oil but the fact is, are the bankers. here's what the you need to know. The bankers are the insurance companies. The oil You're is actually... The... for the war every time you put oil in your car. Dave... You're paying for the war when you pay taxes. I mean, that's... Well, that's what... Look, you were just saying that. How much tax do they get from that gas? It's a lot more than the oil companies make in that's profit. Right. And the well, other so thing you need to know is that the, the price of oil to today... To get for the war. Dave, the price of oil today is no less than how it was adjusted for inflation Iraqi back in the 1940s. was over there uh, defending, huh? Dave, did you know that oil that uh, that gasoline isn't any cheaper today than it was several decades ago? In I think it was yeah, the nineteen forties. Anything you could take a twenty dollar gold piece and go buy a, a suit back in eighteen. Exactly, and it's going to cost you the same right now. So prices, while they perceive to have gone to have gone up, are really a result of of no, inflation they, they, more than anything they just else. Want you to perceive a little magic trick that they think that they could do whatever the hell they want and go make war over this stuff oil that we're that's an insult to humanity in the beginning because we've been burning it for over 120 years and, and they got things that go out in space to mars and we're still burning oil so if anybody is all they think that this all oil is this you know the oil companies are making money they're living in fantasy land man the whole thing's a scam to fleece the American people because the American pig bastards just want to drive their cars no matter what, even if we send our best, youngest, and bravest men to go die for Well, it. you know, Dave, I'd be happy to drive something that was running on an alternative uh, yeah, uh, fuel right. source, That's but it's just not affordable I'm, enough I'm, I'm yet. I'm part of this fat American bastards, too, but at least I'm uh, saying it, and I ain't making no excuses there you for go. no... Bigger and fatter, more bastards than us. Thank you, Dave, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800 259 
800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, we left off an email, Mark, way, way back in hour number one. It was talking about the idea of market-based protection services, and he was going to get into critiquing us for being ideologues. Is that right? That's correct. Um, remember, the nature of business is to provide a good enough service to remain profitable and increase their market share. If they manage to drive down crime, and this is talking about the uh, the, the pr- protection services, perhaps putting to, uh, you know, sending out, uh, you know, minions to, to run up crime so that yeah. their, you know, services are more needed, um, they would need to create more crimes to maintain or increase the demand for security. And since they're... Oh, you know, I thought of another point on this, Mark, that I wanted to, uh, to, to get out there. Um, and that is the factor of insurance companies. Fact is, if the insurance companies are separate from the protection agencies, which they might very well be, maybe some would be combos, some would be separate, who knows how the marketplace would would arrange things. But presuming they're separate, and I have insurance to protect myself from theft or from property crime or, or whatever, from harm, and then I call in the insurance company to report that they are going to be the ones, not just the competing agencies, because we were talking about maybe the competing agencies would check it out. The insurance companies are the ones that are having to pay out on that. So they're going to be the ones with the, the resources out there on the streets looking to solve these crimes and find out what the story is behind them. And that's an incredible market force that will be working against anybody that wants to be um, suspicious like that. Hmm. I, I think you're right that uh, insurance companies would be uh, motivated to do such things. Since they're out there solving crimes that they're creating, the average person will be none the wiser and will just go on with their lives. Now, um, his his statement here that the nature of business to provide a good enough service to remain profitable and increase their market share is, you know, it, it, it simplifies business. It's an, in, to some extent That's a true accurate. statement. I do as, as little as possible to, uh, to, to be successful. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I can buy a, a Ford Escort, or I don't know what they're called today, a Focus. I can buy an economy car, or I can buy a Mercedes-Benz. Mm. Now, is Mercedes-Benz doing as little as possible in order to increase their market share? Interesting point. They are, but they provide a different service, a different level of service, because people want it. As Still going demand, above and beyond. Yeah, absolutely going above and beyond. You're paying for it too, and they'll have those levels of, um, you know, they'll provide those levels right. of service. Mercedes Benz will provide you with a thirty thousand dollar car, or they'll provide you with a, in the, in the form of a Maybach, a three hundred thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, I'll grant you, most people don't know what the hell a Maybach is, but it's their handmade uh, a version, and it doesn't have the Mercedes symbols on it. It's, it's something different, but it's a subsidiary, and, and they can provide you with a three hundred thousand dollar car. These same companies will have different levels of protection service uh, f- from, you know, somebody who, uh, you know, will come out and uh, take down your name and address and what was stolen from you um, to a couple of centuries standing at your door. They will do different levels of service and you'll get what you pay for to some extent because other people will be in the marketplace competing. Right. I think he's a comp- completely correct that they will do as little as possible if there's no competition, if we're in a vacuum. Um, but isn't that what we have right now with the government police force? Um, yeah. They there is no competition so they're doing the bare how many people are sa- how many people have, have right how <laughs> many people have been satisfied with their experiences uh, calling the cops after they've you know had something stolen or their homes broken into or or whatever I mean, why is there a bumper sticker out there that says bad cop no donut because people think that cops are lazy 
I'm sorry, that's what they think. Um, You know, and the cops aren't motivated in the same way they would be by a free market. Now, I don't know how all of this would work, and I find it all, to some extent, a little scary. I can't articulate it entirely. I'm willing to look at it once we get down to a very small form of government. Let's get to the point where the only thing that people expect from the government are roads, cops, and, and, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, military and militia force. And then we can look at shrinking it from there. But, you know, that's to me, I I can see, you know, I I can see it to some extent. And I think that a lot of the arguments are fallacious that people make. So I don't know. I mean, so what, so what about the fear. ideologue point? Yeah, well, that that was it. Um, we were too ideal, um, idealistic because you know these are the these are the reasons. Oh, so that was the the whole crux of the in, the yeah. entire email was that we're too idealistic. Well, you know, the fact is there have to be ideologues out there. There have to be people that have ideals and are uh, who aren't afraid to share those ideas and get them out into the marketplace of ideas for people to discuss, for, for people to roll over in their minds, to think about, to sleep on, and to uh, to consider for the future. Because if we don't talk about these ideas, then it's less likely that other people will talk about them, and then there's zero percent of a chance that we'll ever get to them. So if we want this to become a reality, if we want this vision of a uh, and it's certainly an incomplete vision, but we understand the concept. If we want the vision of a free market world, of a, a world of voluntary interaction to become a reality, we have to talk about it. We have to discuss it. And we have to throw these ideas around. We have to bounce them back and forth. And we have to have objections. And we have to overcome those objections. And we have to come up with real-life examples of how it would work and be able to point to them. Because thoughts do become reality. I mean, that is what the world is all about. All of the things that surround you right now, wherever you are, if you're in your uh, your home or you're in your car or walking down the street, everything that surrounds you was at one time a thought. Someone thought, I want I want to make a building or I want to build a car or I want to build, uh, build a laptop computer. And they did. They went out there and got it. We're talking about ideas of how humans should interact with one another that are way better than what we've experienced in the past. Why shouldn't we be talking about that? I would make the argument that believing the government is going to be doing good and make the right decisions would be idealistic. Because if we look throughout history, they've proven to fail time after time. So it's idealistic to think that now we have the correct one. Clifford basically sums up with that. He says, I must admit that even this would still be better than the system we have currently. And however, there are some potential issues which those of us who believe in free market must think about in order to be successful. Ain't that the truth? 800-259-9231. You can take control. Hour 3 is coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224. 
is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything as we launch here in hour number three of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Then Toby's got some disturbing statistics about Americans and their disgusting desire for Internet regulation. Let's first talk to Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Hey there. Just as a bookend to what Paula was talking about, uh, <clears throat> you know, bringing these guys up on charges, these oil execs, um, I, I found a couple of... Uh, interesting things today if you get on google images and type in gold space gasoline a chart comes up that shows the price of a gallon of gasoline expressed in milligrams of gold from 1997 to 2007 and it's very plain to anybody with two eyes and half a brain that it excuse me it is our fiat money system that has caused the vast bulk of the increase in the price of gold is it is it largely um flat it, it spikes up and down. It jumps up and down. Uh, but if you draw a trend line through it, it is mostly flat. Yeah, I'm looking there at it here. Really, there were a couple of really significant spikes in, uh, uh, I believe, 06 and early 07, or maybe 05 and 06. And that was cause of, you know, increased demand from around the world. Uh, but um, and, and that's an issue. The, the, fact that, uh, the, the fact that China and India are coming into their own is absolutely mm-hmm. an issue as far as uh, the prices of gold. But, you know, production will, will meet um, in demand to some extent. And right. I think that now you're probably seeing that, uh, you know, the, the, the real cost of, of gasoline is going down. And people just don't understand that George Bush printed a whole bunch of money in order to prosecute this war. Well, he didn't print it. His buddies at the Federal Reserve. Did. He didn't want. Um, right. he, he didn't want to take the. You know. He didn't want to take the onus of uh, the responsibility on himself. The, the, with the Democrats, you've got tax and spend. With the Republicans, you've got deficit and spend. And we're right. we're told that the inflation is at what like two or three percent, when in fact they're just not taking energy and a whole bunch of other items. Yeah. On, they're not indexing them food. to yeah to count <laughs> into inflation. Food, food, housing, and energy. And what sense does that make? Those are what we rely on. I mean, so. when, exactly. I look at, when I look at what I spend my money on, food, housing, and energy are the, the you know, it. it's huge. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I had a conversation today with a socialist, and uh, I hmm. said, well, you know, I don't have a problem with socialists. Uh, as long as they're not coercive socialists, you know, if a bunch of guys want to get together and live in a cave someplace or a colony somewhere yeah. and have a little socialist colony, that's fine. And he goes, well, if we don't have con- coercive socialism, what we have to live with then is coercive capitalism, like what's going on now. And I, I just laughed, and I, I explained to him as, as calmly as I could. I told the guy, I said, listen, if it's coercive, it is by definition not capitalism. Capitalism is only voluntary exchanges. That that is capitalism. Once once you add the element of coerciveness into it, it you're it's a ripoff. Yeah, you, know, you just long, have a gang no at that capitalism. point. Right. Right. Great yeah. call, so dude. Anything we else? Got on the subject of well, then we got on the subject of oil, and uh, uh, he he said that the reason why if you go from gas station to gas station, they're all a penny or the prices are all within a penny of each other is because of collusion. So at that <laughs> sure. Point, you know, you, it's you the bourgeoisie, baby. Go talk to the gas station owners, you jackball. 
and see what they have to <laughs> yeah. say about it. They'll tell you they bar- they barely even make anything on the gas. I mean, like a penny yep. if they're lucky. Well, they're proposing right. collusion from the oil companies themselves. Oh, I and, see. And that means that they're just not looking at the numbers. He, he's, he obviously right. hasn't seen the chart you were just talking you know, about. The oil US companies re- couldn't collude without a coercive government making it difficult for other people to get into the oil-producing right. business. Because then you could go and uh, and create your own crude if you wanted to, or drill it yourself and get into the marketplace right. and compete. But you can't because of the state, because of coercion. That's right. Okay, well, anyway, that's all I had, guys. Great sure. call, Stephen. Thanks for pointing that chart out to me. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. He's right. Uh, Google gold space gasoline. Look at the images. Uh, Google image search there. And it's last. It's the last 10 years or 11 years, 90, 97 to today, basically. The price of gasoline does not go below 100 milligrams of gold, and it rarely peaks above 200. So it's usually you know, somewhere between 100 and, and 200 over the last decade. It'd be interesting to see it over the last 100 years, uh, or not 100 years, but the you know, last few decades, nonetheless. Yeah. It, gets, it gets less uh, relevant uh, the farther you go back. But, yeah, I'd like to see it from, the, uh, from 1960 on. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Toby, tell us about Americans and their sick desire to regulate the Internet. Yeah, so far the government has been fairly kept, at least here in America, in the United States, the government has kept its dirty little fingers out of the Internet for the most part. They've tried here and there, especially with gambling and such. They've They've been getting their fingers in. And I've always been happy about that. The Internet's a... It seems to be working fine. Exactly. (laughs) It actually gets better every day. They keep telling me there's child porn all over the Internet. And I've seen a lot of Internet on the... uh, (laughs) Porn. Excuse me. I've seen a lot of porn on the Internet. I have never seen anyone suggest, even for a moment... About child porn. Now, you know, I, I know there must be, the child porn people must know where to go, but you know what? To some extent, they knew where to go before the internet. Yeah. It, it, you're never going to stop people from getting what they want to get. So I don't think policing the internet is the way to go, but unfortunately, Americans, um, they, they do. They think differently. Uh, oh, boy. This coming from Web Pro News, um, close to half. of all Americans think the federal government should regulate the Internet the same way it does radio and television, according to a Rasmussen Report survey. That's 49%, and that does not mean that 51% think differently. There's undecideds in there, right? Only 35% are opposed to having Internet regulation by the federal government. This sounds like the, uh, the, the study, I forget who did it, but they interview high schoolers as far as... Uh, you know how much they understand the First Amendment and what they what they find appropriate as far as uh, controls on freedom of speech. And it's just so disturbing when you hear Americans give their opinions about these things because they want more control. I know it's it's awful. Uh, the majority, seventy three percent of Americans, believe that it should be a crime to harass someone on the internet. Oh man, with that's, only that's coming down the, disagreeing. That's coming down the the line. I mean, that's what happened in the case uh, with that thirteen year old girl that yeah. killed herself. After she allegedly got broken up with by some imaginary boy on the internet, we talked about that story, the yeah. MySpace suicide, and so it's stories like that that are going to prompt Americans to say, "Oh, we've got to protect our children. Someone might hurt their feelings online, and we need to make that a crime." Seventy-three was it? Seventy-three to thirteen. 
think that we should make it a crime. <laughs> oh, People should be arrested for this. Yeah, the article goes right into that. The findings come after the Missouri, a Missouri woman faces federal prosecution for creating a phony MySpace profile and pretending to be a 16-year-old boy to flirt with and later reject a 13-year-old Megan Meir. Meir later committed suicide. The woman, Lori Drew, pleaded not guilty last week to charges of conspiracy and accessing a protected computer to obtain information. Um, Dude, if everybody who'd ever created a fake account on the Internet was prosecuted for it, we'd lock up a significant portion of America. Yeah. Or they would they would be in jail. They'd be rotting in jail because they were pretending to be someone they weren't. And they're throwing that conspiracy charge around as well. Right. You're, oh, you're, they could just throw that on anyone, apparently. Uh, and people, 73% of Americans think that they should be doing this. Um, women, wow. um, women support the federal regulation of the Internet even more than men. But, you know, um, no surprise there. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you don't want to sound like the, uh, the, the, the bigoted uh, misogynist here, but... You know, it's that mommy instinct. Yeah, girls like the government to protect things, as though the government's actually going to protect Gosh. things. Um, you know, really, what they end up doing is screwing it up when they protect things. But you know, they they have to. Uh, most people don't know that particular lesson, and of course, you know, women with the protection instinct. No. Not a good thing. Yeah, that's pretty much about what the article has. It just has this. This is interesting. We always think that everybody is on the Internet and that everybody's turned on to it. Uh, according to this, 48% of people in the survey use the Internet almost every day. 25% say they rarely use it, and another 25% don't use it, according to the exactly. people who were surveyed here. So a lot exactly. of these people who are being surveyed have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they don't know <laughs> what the Internet is, of course. On there right. where, where, the, where the pedophiles meet the kids. <laughs> sure, sure. If, if all you... If you were one of those 25% and all you knew about the Internet was what you heard through the news on television at night, you'd think it's it was this wasteland place. of hell. And I all mean, the better reason why your vote shouldn't count for me who uses the Internet every day. Hey, if you don't know about the Internet, shut up. Yeah. I don't care what you think You're about the Internet. scared of the computer? Shut it off. More on the way. 800-259-9231. What would happen if they, if they did what they're proposing and regulated the Internet like they do TV and radio? They Talk will. about it in moments. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features, by the way, include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, innerknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. And they really do. Um, they, you know, they're the little cheap pulls and very expensive ones. Uh, we Did just you guys a, decide on yours yet? Yes. Uh, there was an option between, uh, I believe, something like $1 uh, knobs and something like uh, $12 knobs. Funny. They looked very similar, but my wife had to have the $12 ones. Were they encrusted with diamonds or something? <laughs> I, well, diamonds would be uh, pushing it, but 
you know, I'm sure there's a quality issue. I, I'm yeah. absolutely, you know, that that's the way it goes in the marketplace. There's always a quality issue. But uh, they looked really similar to me on the Internet. Um, I can tell you which ones I would have picked. But that's why I'm not put in charge of this job. If one of those, there you go. If, I, if I overruled her and one of those knobs pulled you, off one day or broke or cracked or something. You never hear the end of it. <laughs> you never would. Guys, it's your job to install them, Mark. Yeah. Guys, go out, work hard, make the money, and let the, the women buy the knobs that they want to have. This is just a little advice from a guy who's been through it and just as some help you can save 10 percent on your order there you go uh by using code ftl at checkout that's internobs.com i-n-t-e-r-k-n-o-b-s.com i can only imagine what those knobs would have cost at uh they probably wouldn't have had them at home depot where too high end yeah, yeah probably probably true and the, so you would have had to have gone to a particular knob store i know they have those in um sarasota i haven't seen here any around in Keene. And that's where they really get you. Right oh, yeah, the they got to pay rent and yeah. stuff. When those specialty uh, specialty places. So you can you get to pay for those hoity toity employees. You too. can get the specialty stuff. You can get it significantly more cheaply. And it's all you got to do is go to internobs.com, save 10% with code FTL. All right. So, Toby, do you, do you recall who it was that did this study? Do you still have that information in front of you? The study about Americans' opinion, Americans' quite uninformed opinion, apparently, about Internet and uh, whether or not it should be regulated. Yeah, this coming from Rasmussen Report. Yeah, and, okay. you know, Americans are asked what their opinion is far too often. Yeah, and they really, <laughs> most of them don't know what they're talking about. No, we they don't. But they will give you their opinion, however. Right. Well, before we left for break there, we were talking about how a lot of these people who were surveyed don't even use the Internet, yet their opinion matters Or they it? use it very, very little. They are, yeah. They're the type of people, either they, what was it, 25% didn't use it at all, and 25% only used it occasionally for rarely. work purposes, yep. right? They say rarely for work, and 48% use it regularly, according to this. So that means more people think that they should be regulated than actually use it regularly. So... That, that's the problem. It, we're asking people who don't have a valid, uh, they shouldn't have a right, valid. They don't have a stake in it. <laughs> exactly. So they uh, they actually said at one point. Those in, people that use the internet on a regular basis are scary. Well, that is, that is apparently what they think, right? They, they're dumb. Think about how frightening the world of the internet seems to a Luddite who's out there and he, he, uh, he or she is seeing all this activity and they're seeing all these reports. They hear a lot about the internet, but all they ever hear about is child pornography or somebody met somebody and molested them or, uh, you know, a little girl killed herself. I'm on the internet every day. I have not been, uh, you know, pr- propositioned by a pedophile. I have not been murdered. I have not. None of these things have happened to me. Well, if you as, don't have anything the, to hide, Mark, then you won't mind a government agent coming in and checking your emails periodically. If you don't have anything to hide, Mr. Regulator, then you won't mind me giving you my opinion about your job. Let me sit behind you at work and tell <laughs> you how to do your job. It'll be fun because I'm an idiot. That's right. When it comes to doing your job, Mr. Crane Operator, you know, Mr. Uh, long Haul Trucker, whatever it is that you do, accountant, you don't need my opinion because it stinks. Right. Where we're finding problems on the Internet is uh, in cases where often young uh, boys or girls will go on there and they'll get themselves into trouble or something. But that's a... That's a parental issue that yep. you're not paying attention to what your kids are doing. If your kid's on MySpace meeting some like 50-year-old guy and then going to meet him or her, that's that's a parental issue. <laughs> I cannot even begin to fathom how they would plan on regulating the Internet, the content of the Internet. I can't they even do it, begin. They do it in China. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, they can, I guess they can filter certain websites out, and they could certainly target servers. They could send in uh, police squads to go and, and literally physically, uh, you know, attack the server installations and, and disconnect them. So, yeah, they could do it, but man, I mean, now you're talking about a war on the uh, the Internet. Right, and, and the internet people are not going to like that very much. No. The hackers will not like that very much. In fact, there was a neat little story recently. Uh, let me see if I pulled. Yeah, I did pull that up. Uh, there is a story out of CNET.com about some hackers and what they did to one county sheriff's website. It's a quickie here. Someone hacked into the website for the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office in California and changed the wording on several news releases, forcing the agency to shut down their site last week. One news release warning motorists about a DUI checkpoint in the nearby town of Highland was changed to read that officials wanted to, quote, stick our big government schnoz into your private business, check your papers, and be sure you're towing the line. Sounds accurate. Sounds like one of our listeners. That's what I was thinking. Also modified was a news release earlier this month with information about the law that takes effect in July that forbids people from uh, talking on their cell phones while driving. Sheriff's uh, bureaucrat spokeswoman says, I don't think that it's a joke to them, but they certainly want to send a message to the readers that they don't always agree with the laws being changed. Oh, Cindy Beavers. It was absolutely a joke. That was a real name, by the way. Cindy Beavers. Beavers. Uh, that's absolutely a joke, and I found it hilarious. Well, Good on them. Uh, you know, I, 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 I hope that whomever did it, and likely they are, you know, that they're certainly of our mindset, if not a, one of our listeners. If they are one of our listeners, don't tell, don't tell them. People, <laughs> do not. Don't tell us. Tell Anyone. Yeah. It's a secret if you keep it a secret. When you tell somebody, it's not a secret yeah. anymore. Don't tell your friends. Because, Don't. you know, they might go for, you know, if you tell you, if you tell too many friends, if you tell more than one, if you tell one friend, you know, that could be the friend that decides that the $50 Crime Stoppers tip is worth it to, to snitch you out on if that. It's, if it's, it might have gone up to 500. 500 I'm sure the sure, sheriff doesn't like, that they, yeah. like their, uh, you know, their, their website messed with. And I, I think you, a, a good bargainer could parlay that into quite a bit more money. Um, you know, and you got to ask yourself, well, maybe my friend won't throw me over for 500 bucks because, you know, that's not a whole bunch of money. It, it is to some people. But I hope you see more of that in the in, in the case that they actually regulate content but on the if, Internet. But, but, but if what happens if they get in trouble tomorrow? What happens if they get busted with a, an ounce and a half of pot in their car? They're rolling right over on you. Yeah. Like They'll I try to find anything they can snitch you out the, for. The sheriff will let them go that day for the information as to who About the messed with the website. Probably. Do not... They've got egg on their face, and they don't like that very much. So they want to regulate the Internet uh, with a significant percentage of Americans. What, did you, what was it, 49%, Toby, that yep. said that the Internet content should be regulated like television and radio? Only 35 against. So that's really scary. I mean, is anybody else out there as uh, disturbed by this as I am? Because that's really sick. I think so, the only way they could do this is... Picking off individuals. They have you're, nev- to. you're never going to regulate everybody. We've seen what they're trying, uh, the MPAA trying to stop file sharing. They do an awful job at it. It's going on more now than ever, and they're just picking off a few here and there, but well, it's not stopping. They could do something where they, I mean, that's how they would start. They'd pick off individuals and they'd say, you know, they try to make examples out of people. But then they could regulate the Internet service providers, or rather the web page hosts, and they could maybe make it so there had to be some sort of governmental approval system in order to put a web page online. More coming up. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. Join us online in, uh, at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. And those include the bulletin board system. Get interactive with our listeners and some of the Free Talk Live crew over there at bbs.freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about. 350,000 plus posts for you to surf around through. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. And that again, bbs.freetalklive.com. Talking about the Internet and how there are so many people in America, tremendous amount of people, that are calling for regulation. Uh, 49% of Americans believe the Internet should be regulated as radio and television are regulated. Now, of course, television has different levels of uh, regula- regulation. There's broadcast television, and I believe the FCC has some level of uh, regulatory control over cable systems, but I'm not sure if they control content or not, or it's just that you know Showtime won't show uh, penetration because it's their standards. I understand that they they have some internal standards uh, that you know won't allow them to show anything more than you know softcore porn, for instance. Well, so I know that when the cable access channels have restrictions with hours and stuff, and and of course pornography too so there's some kind of restriction going on there I'm it's not, not as heavy but but it is going on and so it really just very disturbing and toby what was the other one it was like 73 percent of americans they wanted what yeah bullying so harassing people online oh, yeah. to be a, a crime right an, so arrestable if you, offense if you say something that someone else doesn't like on the internet which boy is there a lot of that on the internet uh, any forum? What would happen to internet trolls? We're going to outlaw internet trolls now. They're going to be arrested. You uh, can't just ignore them. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. People don't know. People, oh, people don't know what the, the people that are uh, talking for regulation, you know, speaking out for regulation here, don't know what a troll is. But they don't know what a nope. forum is. No, <laughs> certainly not. But yeah. they know there's trouble that goes on that there internet, and we got to stop it for the children. That's where it's going. And if if uh, the freedom activists don't do something. And I'm sure they will. I don't know what they will do, but there will be some sort of digital uh, retaliation against the government people if they try this stuff. The Electronic Freedom Foundation has done a – is that right? Um, They they do exist, and they're a pretty good group, from what I can tell. They've done real well, and and they're very liberty-oriented, at least for for their thing, uh, the Internet. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on these things as they develop because uh, the government would really like to do this. Oh, Believe they could me. create huge bureaucracies for it. Sure, mm. and and the the main number one reason is not to protect the children, but to protect the state. I mean, look, the the internet, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, public or is uh, the enemy of the state number one. I mean, it is the 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 way that we are communicating to people effectively and spreading the ideas of liberty. It's the reason why the Ron Paul campaign was as effective as it was because people mm. were self-organizing over the internet using this wonderful means of electronic communication to get together with one another and to do things together and to rally money and to come up with ideas 
ideas and and talk to one another, meet people they never would have otherwise met with the meetup groups, allowing people in local areas to come and find one another. All of these things were possible because of the internet. The Free State Project only exists yeah, where would that be? because of the internet. All of this would be nowhere. We wouldn't be sitting here. Uh, you wouldn't be doing Free Minds TV, nope. Toby. And none of this liberty activism that we're all so familiar with and we all um, you know hold so dear to our hearts would be happening. Yeah, if I'd it probably for the internet. still be a frustrated Democrat. Right. <laughs> if I hadn't heard there was another choice out there. Yep, and so this is what has made it all happen. And so there's a real incentive for the, the state people, for the government people, to shut this down or to put some kind of serious controls on it. Now, it's I don't know if there's any legislation that's being thrown around at the moment. Well, they, you know, politicians love to pander. 49%, yeah. that's a majority. Oh, yeah. That's some. That's votes. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe somebody will start running on the on a campaign of, we need to crack down on this the freedom children. on the Internet. There'll be an incident first. Uh, I, I'm, you know, well, there have been plenty of incidents yeah, they can the, pull the one, out. Well, they they got to get on the bandwagon quickly enough, though. So we'll see what happens here. And, of course, we'll continue fighting the good fight as time goes on. Let's talk to you and talk to Jeff in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeff. Hey. Um, I was calling uh, from Mark, actually. Here okay. he is. Um, Mark, you, you um, seem to strike me as a guy who's not a Republican but leans toward Republicans. In fact, you said that one time. Yeah, I'm, I'm a member of the Republican Liberty Caucus, uh, which just means that uh, – you know, basically, the Republicans talk about freedom and liberty and, uh, you know, small government, and I'd like to hold them to that. Well, that's what puzzles me um, about libertarians or ex-libertarians who, who lean toward Republicans, especially now, because you seem so very fiscally responsible and concerned about that, yet um, the, the Republicans want to spend a hundred times as much on war. Yep. as Democrats want to spend on on giveaways. I, I don't know. I think that they both want to spend just as much as the other. Oh, no. No, no. Here's, here's, here, here's the, st- the statement um, as, as far as it goes. The, um, I believe the Democrats will mostly not go into deficit over their programs, that they'll tax people outright, and so they'll raise people. They want to raise people's tax rates in order to do it. And whereas Republicans... They're they're for small government, so they don't raise tax rates. However, they spend you know even more, so they grow the government too. Do you understand? I understand what you're saying, but the amount of money we've spent since um, Bush came to office, and okay. by the way, uh, there was a, a Republican Congress before Bush. And came don't to think office, for a second, by the way, that I support Bush. I don't. It's okay. It's okay. But once they had total power. You know, we went from a surplus mm-hmm. before nine one one. We went from a surplus to deficit. Now, Instant. a lot of the people have heard this this particular news item. We didn't have a surplus. What we had was um, we I didn't were, have anything. I don't know who we. The is, United but... States government um, was bringing <laughs> was bringing in more money than it was spending. We were still in a deficit. We owed money, but we were bringing we were paying off our debt as opposed to adding to it. So don't right. think that we had money in the bank because we didn't. They well, well, you're right. We were taking in more money than than we than we um, were spending, mm-hmm. and George Bush was was debating on how to spend it as he ran, and yet they still call Democrats tax and spenders. But and they are. What 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 I what I really wanted to to um to ask you about though was you know I mean it seems like you're so fiscally responsible, yet. You would align yourself with this group, which, which has spent three trillion dollars already. I, I think that on you're, Iraq. you're thinking that I've aligned myself 
you know, far too much. Believe me, I hold Republicans' feet to the fire. I won't vote for a Republican that I think is, uh, you know, uh, not to some extent um, liberty-oriented. I certainly vote for Democrats um, when I believe that they are, you know, they, they make more sense than to vote for Republicans. I probably vote for Republicans more often, but that's because I'm in New Hampshire where our Republicans are a bit more fiscally responsible, and on the local level, you know, I'd rather have Republicans on a local level. What I'd really rather have on a national level, and I'll never necessarily get what I want, is a Republican Senate, a Republican House, and a Democratic president. I'd rather have a libertarian in in any of those, but I'm not going to get that. Hmm. Well, it it just strikes me, because everything that that you guys, all of you, seem to stand for, you know, freedom, you know, staying out of your bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, and out of your pocket. The Republicans are more into those two places than Democrats are. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't think that we're Republicans. I mean, don't. Well, I, I know, I, I, I know, especially Ian. Ian, right. Ian will hang up on me. If I call him Republican. Well, well, Toby's sitting here with us, and Toby, you're yeah. a former Democrat. Yeah, I see myself coming from that whole side a lot more. I read um, Healing Our World by Mary Ruar, and that's that's where I'm coming from. So I, I completely understand when I first started listening to Free Talk Live and listened to Mark and his Republican, I, it made my, my skin crawl. But then I started... <laughs> understanding that it's not he's not a republican it's not red versus blue it's and when you're talking about the republican liberty caucus you're not talking about your neoconservative republicans you're talking about people who are closer to libertarians like a ron paul yeah then actually what you think of they're they're closer to libertarians than libertarians are and by the way jeff you're talking what you're talking about just in general here is it's really just a distraction i mean to suggest that the democrats are somehow better than the republicans or the republicans are somehow better than the democrats is absolutely absurd on its face uh we all know that these are people in search of power these are people in search of power over others and i don't care what political party they're a member of if they want to control people's lives i will oppose them i know you may have a response so hang on 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for your call, if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. Party politics, such a big waste of time and effort. As you said, Toby, the red team, blue team mentality. It's like uh, the sports team mentality, just with politics, and it's just as useless. More coming up, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything in these remaining moments. Maybe enough time for you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. You want to help the show out, then learn how to promote Free Talk Live. There's a variety of different ways you can do it, and most of them are free and relatively simple. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn how to get the word out. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue with Jeff in Louisiana, Jeff, you're uh, you're back on Free Talk Live, and as I was pointing out, I think all this uh, you know talk about about who's a Republican and a Democrat and why the Republicans are worse than the Democrats or the Democrats are worse than the Republicans or whatever it is that uh, your viewpoint might happen to be. And when I say you, I don't necessarily mean you, Jeff, but you in general, you the listener. Uh, it's all a big distraction from the real issue, and the real issue is uh, people interacting on a voluntary basis versus a coercive basis, and that's what I prefer. To talk about on this program. Your thoughts? Well, um, I think parties should be outlawed. I think the gang voting um, um, is proof that your allegiance is not with America. Hmm. But 
What we have right now, though, are we have Republicans who want to spend unheard of sums of money to kill people. Yeah. How do you feel about secession? How do you feel about secession? Secession? Yeah. I'm not for secession. Why? I'm I'm for better government right now. Oh, good luck with that, dude. You're crazy. <laughs> and and most I'm for cow pies that don't but, stink. But I, I did want to say this though, re- re- real quick. That I mean, I keep on hearing everyone on your side, on my side, and everyone's side saying that they're all the same. They're all the same. They're not. If Al Gore had won, we wouldn't be in Iraq. I, I think and, that's presumptive. Plain and simple. I, I think that he might be right that we wouldn't be in Iraq if Al Gore we might had be won. somewhere else. However, I, d- I also was in think Bosnia. that we would have onerous, uh, uh, you know, gasoline regulations, and I think that you would see, um, you know, gas uh, gas prices, if if not, you know, um, one point six, uh, you know, point point five of what they are now, you know, like uh, that. All again, of it's speculation, uh, I can but tell you at least exactly double. Why gas costs what it does right now? Exactly. I, I, I repeat what they said last June, when they thought that we were going to go into Iran. That's when gas when gas hit three dollars a gallon that very day. So and right it has now, something to do with speculation. I'm sorry. It has something to do with uh, investor speculation. Is that what you're saying? Who's they? I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying this. I'm saying that if we go and in, go into war with Iran, gas will be ten dollars a gallon. Probably and, true. And just the, the thought of us doing it, you know, Israel saber rattling this week against them. That caused a spike right there. Well, it, yeah. you know, there's certainly marketplace factors, but uh, probably the biggest factor is inflation, which has to do with the war that you're talking about. Uh, the more they go to war, the more they have to print money, because like Mark said, they won't raise the taxes directly. They'll print money, which is a hidden tax. It's called inflation. And uh, the more they inflate the, the, uh, the money supply, the higher all the prices go, especially the price of gasoline. So that's what your, your major factor is there. It's absolutely the war is the major factor in the, uh, in the cost of gasoline, right. because they're Brought funding the war. By by printing money, but the people, have, but Look, the Democrats have the been Democrats printing money. Took us into Vietnam, man. The Democrats have been printing Republicans money. Republicans aren't the only warmongers out there. The Democrats <laughs> like to shoot. You know, Vietnam this is all such a big. This is all <laughs> such a big. You know, non-issue. And I'm sorry, uh, Jeff. They are all the same because they are people who want to control the lives of others. The Republicans want to control their personal lives. The Democrats want to control their economic lives. I mean, that's just being very, very generic and very general. But the fact but, is. But that they are the, the same in that they want they to control you, sir. Go ahead. They, they, they will collapse our economy given enough time. We can't go on So like will the Democrats. This. The Democrats the voted for all these spending. They have, Democrats haven't pulled us out of Iraq. The spending increases we, on, on the domestic yeah, front what happened to the, the Democrats. What happened to the 2006 mandate where it's, all the Democrats were elected to get us out of Iraq? What happened there? They keep on voting these billions well, the of dollars through for war. The, <laughs> the Democrats what? They're the P-word. They're a bunch of wussies. But they're not doing anything. They're still voting for the war. They're all part of the same big government gang, Jeff, and I'm sorry that you're still hung up on the Democrat versus Republican issue. I hope you get over it someday. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. They are all bad people because they want to control other people's lives. But to, to, think, to think that what Jeff said is true, um, that the Republicans want to kill people and spend inordinate amounts of money doing it. Uh, JFK had the Bay of Pigs thing. He had the stand down with Russia as far as uh, you know, Q, Q, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Clinton bombed Iraq. Uh, Bosnia. Uh, Haiti. Um, you know, they, the uh, LBJ started Vietnam. The fact is, uh, and don't forget Carter and the whole Iranian hostage thing. Um, you know, the Democrats are just as bad at this stuff. But they just, you know, they're they're poorer at fighting wars, and I'm not saying that I think that fighting wars is a good thing. But wait, are you saying that Bush has done a good job at 
He's so come closer he's to winning than, than Carter did from getting uh, hostages out of Iran. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean when you say win? Well, I mean, if you he if you mean the he, other team, if you mean he eliminated the Iraq's Iraq's military, That's yes, what that war much, is the the government did Ara- uh, eliminate the government of Iraq, mm-hmm. but. Uh, they haven't won anything. I'm People not died. saying it's a good thing. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm right. just saying to think that Don't the make Democrats... it sound like you're supporting the Republicans, though. Otherwise, I'm you not. just put him right back into his old mindset. <laughs> We're trying to break him out of his mindset. I'm saying to think that the Democrats didn't. I think the Thank Republicans you. are slightly better um, when it comes to fighting wars, and I don't think fighting wars is a good thing. But the Republicans don't fight the wars, Mark. Soldiers fight the wars. They give the soldiers more free reign to kill people. If um, wars are about killing people, they give the uh, soldiers uh, more free reign to do I'm their not going to go out on any limb and say anything. Any of them are better at anything else than any, it's anyone else. It's just a else. very vague, broad generalization. They're all the same to me. Let's continue. Betty's on the line in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live, Betty. All right. Um, I'm just wondering what you guys think about this situation. Which situation? I- I got injured on the job back in '97. Okay, sorry to hear that. And I had, and I was out of work. I had to I had to go on Social Security disability in uh, the year 1999. Sorry to hear that. And um, over the year time frame, I let uh, Social Security know that I had gotten a lump sum from a settlement. You know, in the beginning. Well, they decided in 2004 they were going to get their money in. Out of it, and they told me I owed, um, owed them eight thousand dollars. <laughs> you owed the Social Security people? Yes, because they said that they had overpaid me because of me getting a lump wow. sum. So wow! So they wanted to take my whole check, and I told them, "No way! There's nothing I can live off of, and you'd only take fifty dollars out per month." That's what I wrote down. Jeez. So now I'm still paying them back at sixty. It's six thousand dollars that I still owe them. Wow. And also, too, I just went in for a permanent total disability through Bureau of Workman's Comp. My lawyer is trying to get me back. Because I'm not well, able I'm to sorry work. to hear about that. It's uh, it's inevitable when people get into agreements with gangsters, uh, the government people, that the government will change the rules halfway through the deal, and they'll say, "Screw you, we own you, we control you, you have nothing to say here, and now you owe us all this money because we said you do. We made the mistake, if they did, of paying uh, too much, but now you're the one who's going to have to pay the price because government never has to pay any price for its mistakes. It can keep on uh, screwing with people's lives and ruining people's lives and destroying their free. Freedom with impunity because no one will ever be able to hold them accountable because they are in charge of their entire system from uh, from the courts to the legislature. It's all the same system working for itself, and people like you are the un- are the uh, the victims of it. Uh, people like you are are victimized, and very rarely does anyone ever hear your stories. But it's not just you; it's a lot of people all around the country, and it's just absolutely sad to hear that story. And I and I thank you for that, and I wish you the best of luck in dealing with those goons. Thank you. Eight hundred two five. Nine ninety-two thirty-one because you are talking about dealing with a criminal gang. They are men and women calling themselves government, and they're doing business at the point of a gun. That's what happens when you get into deals with them. Now, there are ways to get private uh, calamity insurance. Are there not, Mark, to where you could actually purchase some sort of insurance that might perhaps replace the the idea of a Social Security disability deal? Um, they, they, I mean, certainly you can get insurance for, for any sort of uh, you know incident that might uh, happen to you. So, yeah. So I'd like to see more of that happening as opposed to people thinking they can rely on these governmental programs when all of a sudden they pull the rug out from under you like they did with this poor old lady. Let's continue here. Max on the line in Georgia. Mac, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey, you're on the amp line. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, 
just want to do an update to a story I put on the BBS. All right. A while back, about this little town in General, Missouri, they hired a police officer. <laughs> also, they thought he said he was with the actually with um, DEA, and he was sent down by a multi-jurisdictional task force. Okay. Turns out he was an unemployed truck driver with a criminal record, and he was filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> hmm. So what? Ha- and, oh, so that was was that the update, or what was the update? Oh, no, I mean that was the story, but um, the way it found out was that people started complaining about this officer was doing these raids and roughing up people, and this reporter did some investigation and found all this out. Now, at first they didn't arrest him until they found out he had a criminal record. <laughs> So yeah, I think I yeah I remember you calling in about that where the guy basically came in to the cops and claimed he was a DEA officer and I guess they didn't really check him on it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the update, Mac. We're out of time, my friend. Appreciate hearing from you. And uh, sorry to William in Florida who was not able to get on tonight. Call tomorrow. We'll uh, bring you on as soon as you get on the air if you call in the beginning of the program. Anyway, it has been Ian here with you and Toby and Mark. Back tomorrow night for more. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.